If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more streaming platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. It's Friday, that means it's preview showtime as we look ahead to this week's games. The Manchester Derby takes place whilst Pogba's future is uncertain. We react to the Champions League in midweek. Plus, we're asking yet again, did you see that? All that and more to come on this week's show. It's that time of the week again. It's the preview show. Well, you're listening to the OTC podcast with myself, Reek Walsh, and my co-presenter, Brad Morris. How are you today, Brad? In Thursdays. I, I just love one day. It's like five seconds. Jack Greenish stands out in the fucking headlines. Well, it's not going to happen this week, unfortunately. Maybe next week it will be his lucky week where he stays out of the headlines. Uh, on today's show, we'll be talking about the Champions League uh, last match day and all the permutations that it has since had. The horrific incident that happened in the Paris Saint-Germain game against Istanbul, Bashishkir. Paul Pogba wanting out of Manchester United. Our reaction to the European uh, World Cup qualifiers group stages. And of course, did you see that? Finally, not forgetting our pr- uh, predictions league towards the end of the show. So, in the Champions League, match day six on Tuesday, the results were as follows. Dort- Borussia Dortmund beat Zenit St. Petersburg 2-1. Lazio drew with Club Bruges 2-2. Chelsea managed a 1-1 draw with Krasnodar. Sevilla beat Rennes 3-1. Juventus ran riot against Barcelona, winning 3-0. Dinamo Kiev beat Ferran Chavros 1-0 and RB Leipzig beat Manchester United 3-2. And then yesterday's game saw Atlanta beat Ajax 1-0, Liverpool draw 1-1 with Midtjylland, PSG put 5 past Istanbul Bashishkir, Bayern Munich beat Berlin Moscow 2-0, Atletico Madrid beat uh, Red Bull Salzburg 2-0. Real Madrid beat Borussia Mönchengladbach by the same scoreline. Inter Milan and Shakhtar Donetsk played out a 0 draw. Man City beat Marseille 3-0. And FC Porto beat Olympiacos 2-0. So the teams that go through are Bayern Munich and Atletico Madrid. Real Madrid, Borussia Mönchengladbach, Man City, FC Porto, Liverpool, Atalanta, Chelsea, Sevilla, Borussia Dortmund, Lazio, Juventus, Barcelona, PSG and RB Leipzig. <laughs> well, it was a very... Busy final match day, you got to say, Brad? Yeah, it seems so. I mean, obviously the dream scenario never happened. We've all desperately wanted Real Madrid out. <laughs> Just for the last. Yes. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and somehow managed to win the group. Unbelievable. Hmm. Um, but... Uh, it's okay, though, because at least we have Manchester United to cover their loss. Yes. 
who drop into the Europa League after finishing th- in, in third place in their group. Um, I'm going to say very good uh, last 16. quite similar to last year's last 16, if I remember correctly. Except maybe, uh, um, obviously, one or two teams that didn't qualify uh, for it last season. But I think it is quite similar to last year's uh, final 16. Um, for me, early favourites, I think, would be Bayern to retain their trophy. Would you agree on that? Yeah, I think it's just obvious that you always would put the pending champions in there as the favourites, but I think it'd be harsh to roll out the likes of PSG still. Do you know, it's probably still harsh to roll out mm. Real Madrid. You would be Chelsea, you could have been. There are thereabouts on, although they only won their group by a point, they have looked good at uh, stages during this competition. But yeah, I think it would it wouldn't surprise me if at this rate, uh, as long as they avoid each other, it could be a repeat of last year's final between Bayern and PSG. Well, I think we shouldn't forget Liverpool as well. They'll be right involved in it as long as they get through the hopefully easy opposition for them this time. Mm. And you don't know how uh, the injuries are going to affect Liverpool. A lot of injuries uh, this is so uh, hoping that they don't get any come February time when it's uh, time to play the last 16. Well, this is something that's quite hard for them to make excuses about because the game against Midland obviously had no permutations to it. So, why was Salah playing? I'm not too sure because for me it was one of them that they didn't need to play such a big squad if I remember correctly they had already qualified from their group um, they had uh, uh, yeah because they drew with Mitch at Land 1-1 and it was between Atalanta and Ajax who was their second team but um yeah, it's going to be interesting to see the draw, uh, and that will happen on Monday coming up, uh, the draw for the last 16, and will be played uh, on the 16th and 17th of February, the first legs. Um, obviously, the big talking point of this past week in the Champions League was what happened uh, in the game in uh, the Parc de France, where PSG played Istanbul Bishkir. It was uh, initially scheduled to be played on Tuesday, just gone, but um, after a period of time, the game was stopped due to fourth official allegedly saying something racist towards the Istanbul Bishkir assistant coach uh, to direct from his uh, skin colour. Um, the game was both teams then went off to the pitch and there was talks of them coming back after like an hour or so but um the game was postponed until the following day with a new set of officials coming into the game um it's good to see both teams take that stance and just walk off the pitch completely yeah more clubs need to be doing that in that situation yeah um I've seen people trying to defend him, just saying, oh, 
because he's Romanian and the word he used is to describe the person black like saying but that's not the fact whether he said black in Romanian or said the n-word I'm not going to repeat it on the show obviously um as an official he should know everyone's name like um Stan Collin Stan Collimore put out a tweet day but I ever agree with much that he says but this one I 100% agreed with when it comes to refereed officials or commentators co-commentators and pundits like those that you see on the tv and sky and bb sheet and they will know everyone's name on there so the fact that he used that term instead of using uh, mr weibo's name is crazy or he could have even if he didn't know his name he could have just said the istanbul bashkir assistant manager not there was no need for him to try and use that um the report uh, on Wednesday saying that this official could be uh, banned for 10 games from officiating if found guilty which is good in a sense but it's one of them where it's that's he needs to go on an education course of learning what he used yes it might be acceptable in Romania and uh, it, it's a deemed acceptable term he has to go on an education course to realize that, that word in any other language can be seen as offensive a bit like um, the other week when edinson cavani of man united got in trouble uh for reposting like a friend's uh story on instagram and he used to say like thank you like blackie but obviously in uh portuguese or spanish i'm not too sure what they speak in uruguay and then everyone was saying like he should be banned for three matches and taught on an education lesson the same thing should have to happen to this fourth official don't you agree i guess so but this was something that i saw over social media and it actually is a bit poignant so a fan does it in the stands they'll get a three-year stadium ban and probably never attend a match again but a player yeah. does it they miss 10 games or a number of games mm. but, but i don't see much logic in that if they're the same thing yeah like just because one's on why is the different yeah that's an understandable point because you do got to think then like i'll say if i don't know your average sunday league players and did that would they uh, at a Sunday League match would they only get a free match banned from Sunday League they wouldn't they'd get kicked off the team and probably be banned from playing in like the county league so why does he only get match banned rather than the prop ban they get for fans yeah, that's, that's, you're just talking about like banning or anything like Sunday League that, that's just for all the funny story that i remember when i was playing sadly do tell oh, this, I got right. so i'm playing so this isn't there was no racial instance so it's a completely different thing there's a game i was playing in mm. and my my dad had gone off on the referee for for something <laughs> the referee that was the comment so my dad had a word they said it mate we were we may have to ban you from the park <laughs> 
if you carry on like the park, you're going to ban it. <laughs> it was just hilarious. From a pub, from a public place. Yeah, we always laughed at this. I've always mocked him for it. Like, don't get carry on, you'll get banned from the pub. That's a definite uh, strange one. Oh, brilliant. Mm. Uh, elsewhere in that group, obviously, we talked about Manchester United crashing out and Actually, falling into the Europa League. But before the game is done, just to go back on that, would you personally like? Obviously, we don't know the technicalities of what was said exactly, but if it is what we believe mm-hmm. and have heard, is it something you're offended by? Yeah, because it's a, like it's a term. Like you hear black people saying it to other black people, like words of similar effect, but that's only like a part of the black community. It's like a term they use for like, oh, how's it going, my friend or brother, but like um, a different meaning to it. But when like a white person says it, there there just seems to people think of it as like the racist term that like. Um, it's used like how it was used in like the 1700s and uh in america and that like when they were owned as slaves so that's where people still find criticism of the term used by other people and even some black people don't like other black people using it towards them so it's one of them where it shouldn't be used at all really in today's society especially for people can take offence to it. Yeah, there you go. That, that, that's, the, that's the answer we need on it. It shouldn't just be one set effort of, of either we're not offended by it or, or just, you know, I don't know, I'm still, don't you know, we're still educating ourselves really, but yeah. Yeah. We can't all follow the John Barnes approach. No. I'm not even going to get up to that man, because he's had a year of saying stupid and doing stupid stuff that man, so we'll leave John Barnes to John Barnes. Um, like I was going to say, um, before the Manchester United game about against uh, RB Leipzig, um, Paul Pogba's agent, Mina Raiola, came out and said Paul Pogba is unhappy at Manchester United and it'd be best if the club tried to find him a move in this uh, upcoming January transfer window. I'd say that on the eve of the club playing in a Champions League game, a game that they have to win or at least draw to get through, where they have to play their city rivals, Manchester City, isn't the best of things, is it? It's not as if it was planned. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're sure this wasn't from last year, not the other day, because this is a yearly thing now. Yeah, it seems every year since he's joined Manchester United, uh, these sort of comments appear. But, I mean, even if Pogba is unhappy, there's no need for Raiola to come out and make these statements. He can just have a meeting with Edward Wood and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Pogba himself, or Pogba himself can say to Solskjaer or Woodward, look, I'm not happy here with my role at the club. Bruno's and he's obviously taken over the limelight and the position I want to play in and um, I'd be happy if you looked 
or see if any club would be interested in buying me in the January transfer window. There's no need for it to come to the press limelight at all, is there? Oh, you'd think not, but yeah, you're sure he's not already having those conversations like weekly. I mean, he may well be, but there's no need to get into the media. Like now, every week until the January window comes up, there's going to be a story about Pogba, or and like especially uh, dependent on whether he plays. Uh, this weekend against Manchester City or on the bench no matter the outcome they were like oh if Man United uh, don't play Pogba and they lose or it's Paul Pogba's agent's fault or if they play and he played poorly or maybe what his agent said is affecting him like it's you don't it's not a win-win situation and there's always going to be stories about him until he does eventually get a move anyone ask Graham Stone that's his opinion new display on his fucking haircut (laughs) You know what Sunus is like, but uh, for me, oh, did, did you hear uh, Paul, what Paul Merson had to say in the week? Um, was it the snooker analogy? Yes, it was very offensive to snooker. I think. <laughs> I can't. Can you repeat the analogy? Because I can't seem to think of it off the top of my head. I think it was, literally he was just saying, "Oh, if he likes like being such an individual in this sport, in sport, why does he go and play snooker?" Yeah, that was it. And I, I think, it's I think kind of Scott actually did a Photoshop of him in a, like a snooker or fancy sort of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. I mean, it's a bit harsh on the snooker, but I know what he means. He's basically saying that football is a team sport and he shouldn't just be thinking about himself all the time. And because obviously it can have permutations on the rest of the Manchester United squad and how they performed. But um, I had a look the other day, I think, when that story came out. Um, I think it's every two and a half games. This was before the Man- uh, Leipzig game. Every two and a half games, Paul Pogba will be involved in a goal or assist where I think it's all but two of his games. Um Bruno Fernandes has been involved in a goal or an assist, and he continued that um, during the weekend. Well, so did Pogba score as well. But um, if he's unhappy, I think best for Man United and for him to find a buyer if they can in this uh, January transfer window, because there seems to be a lot of commotion around him all the time, and. It, it's not good for Manchester United or Pogba him. And I'm more for Paul Pogba versus Ronnie O'Sullivan in an exhibition some point down the line. <laughs> that would be a very interesting watch. The thing is, though, we all know we're still living in a COVID world and money trouble has been for everyone, not just uh, the everyday Joe blogs. So, I mean, United pay... 89 million for him from Juventus in 2016. They're probably going to want to try and recoup as much as that back. Has any team actually got 89 million to spend in this transfer window? Realistically, if you look at the two options that are always sprouting about Juventus and uh, Real Madrid, can they afford to go and do that? From what I know of La Liga, I guess not. But 
Anyway, right? The pandemic, a lot of problems. That who's paying eighteen million for him right now? Oh uh, yeah, he, yeah. I honestly, on his current form and uh, I'd say, if you get anything upwards of sixty million, I think Man United have got an absolute steal. But the hunger. Mm. I think any you'd be silly to accept anything. Yeah, silly not to accept anything above the sixty. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting developments uh, at Old Trafford to see what happens. Um, there was obviously the rumours within minutes of United going out of the Champions League that Solskjaer should be sacked and Pochettino should be in and all this out in the year. Um, from what I've read, I have total trust in him and don't plan on uh, sacking him anytime soon. I mean, literally... We've that's one game they've lost since I can't remember the whatever the last league last was, but they've gone from being a mid Premier League team a few weeks ago to being on the cusp of the top four and are in a title challenge if they win their game in hand, which we talked about before. Yeah, and one loss. I mean, yeah, he got his tactics wrong and the substitutions so sure, but <laughs> what's what are you going to learn from sacking him? Oh, well, firstly, I think you'd actually get a style to apply. Mm, yeah, but I'd, I just, I think it's a more deep-rooted problem at Man United than just the manager, because mm. Solskjaer's the fourth manager in seven years now, excluding the four games that Ryan Giggs did. Uh, surely, it can't just be players now. It's got to be elsewhere and the managers it's got to be elsewhere that the problems are at manchester united and everyone knows who it, the problem is ed woodward when it comes to his transfer dealings and all that so if they do get the director of football which they've been talking about for about the last two years now maybe that would see a change at manchester united but otherwise i think it will be Social last another season or so, and or he'll go at the end of this season. Maybe. How, how long is top four and continuously going out of the group stages of the Champions League going to last? Well, yeah, but it's not really too dissimilar to what Arsenal are doing, though. And exactly. you have become what yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, since moving to the Emirates Stadium 14 years ago. Arsenal have not looked like winning the title, so they just seem happy with the top four finish and getting to the last 16 of the Champions League before eventually losing Bayern, which I can see Man United United are slowly doing that. Um, Elsewhere in the world football, on Monday evening, the European uh, World Cup qualifiers were drawn. Got to say, for England, they were given a fairly easy-ish group, I would say. Um, nothing to worry about, really, if I was to look at it. I mean, the teams they've got are San Marino, Albania, Poland, and Andorra. Um, I think obviously Poland and Hungary with Robert Lewandowski leading the Polish side and Dominic Sobolshoi leading uh, Hungary but you got to say it's not a bad draw for England and I think they'd be hoping that they can 
make it to the 2022 World Cup and you would expect them to do so. It should be fairly straightforward, but as you said, those two teams in general have their star quality, so it won't be as easy when it comes to playing those ones. Mm. But, you know, if you don't get out of that group, Christ. Yeah, I think that would be the end of uh, Southgate if he uh, makes it to that World Cup. You've got to win the Euros first. I don't see that happening. And I think if you France, Portugal, and even Italy now, the resurgence that they're doing, I think it would be uh, hard for England to win that. Even the Netherlands as well are to look somewhat decent. Um, I don't remember the rest of the home nations. Who? Here we go. Um, elsewhere for the home nation sides, Northern Ireland were drawn in Group C along with Italy, Switzerland, Bulgaria, and Lithuania. Um, that's going to be a hard group for uh, Northern Ireland to get off, obviously, because you got mm-hmm. the good sides in uh, Italy and Switzerland, and then it's always a tough task against Bulgaria. And it should win. It's going to be for them to get out of that group. Um, Wales face Belgium, Czech Republic, Belarus, and Estonia. I think you've got to say they're probably second favourites behind Belgium there. I guess I'd slightly put Czech Republic ahead of Wales. Mm. Don't run it just, but they would get Belgium. Yeah. Yeah. They do seem to. It, it has happened a lot recently. They'd get uh, Belgium. And then uh, Scotland have been drawn in a group with Denmark, Austria, Israel, the Faroe Islands, and Moldova. Which is somewhat of a decent group for them. I think they could be filled um, with that. It all depends on what Denmark team pull up. And, uh, I think I believe so. I'm trying to remember. Tough challenge if they have to win it. But if they can do it, like uh, be one of the best, second best teams and uh, qualify for the playoffs, then I'd say they would have a decent chance of of doing that at least. Uh, So the qualifiers will start taking place in March next year, and then the playoffs uh, for the final few spots will happen in March of 2022. It's uh, going to be very interesting to see how all the home nation sides get up. Right. Um, now it's on to the segment that was introduced earlier on in this week. It's time for. Going on. Shit! Did you see that? It's that time again. It's did you see that? So I believe you have the options this week. Yep. Okay. So the first one, um, Brazilian defender and former Barcelona right back, Danny Alves. Uh, was given a new statue in Sao Paulo, 
Now, um, as statues go, it's it looks about forty years. So I'm just going to send it to you now and uh, tell me what you think of this statue. Do you think it looks like Danny or West at all? Because I haven't seen this, and I don't really know how I haven't. But Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> that is not Danny Elvis. Yeah, that's not Danny Elvis at all. It's one of the worst uh, um, statues. I think you might actually beat the Cristiano Ronaldo statue for how bad it is. Nothing, nothing like him, and he doesn't even look like the right Brazil shirt. No, yeah, I, I, he's never that thin, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he's genuinely one of the worst ones. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, we'll pop up an image of it now, um, so you can see it. Um, if not, uh, and you're listening to us elsewhere, just type in uh, Danny Elvis statue, and you'll see what we're talking about because it is horrendous. It's, it's not as bad as the Ronaldo one, but it's shocking. I mean. Could you even rem- make that out as to look as like Day Elvis? I mean, at least with the Ronaldo one, you can kind of tell who it is. Just because if you think of like where it was in the world, you think, okay, yeah, he's famous from this area. Okay, Ronaldo. It's a bad statue of him, but yes. Where I think that Danny Elvis one, even if it, even if it has. Elvis on the back. I don't think you'd be able to tell that was Danny Elvis. Oh, I'd think that was someone from like the 1970s squad, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. But they'd maybe like had his legs like spread out on like the staircase. <laughs> just a moment, <laughs> famous moment from the Champions League final in 2015. Just then maybe I'd have got it. Yeah. And my second, did you see that, uh, comes from a Chinese university. Uh, so this was women's teams were playing, and uh, this is an article from the BBC. It said, a women's university football match in China had to be called off after players were told they were not to, allowed to have dyed hair, state media report. The women's team of Fuzhou and Jimei universities were due to meet for a college league game in the southeastern Fujian province at the weekend. Team members from both sides brought black hair dye to correct the problem, but one Fuzhou player's hair was deemed not black enough and the side had to forfeit for having only six players. Before the match, multiple players were rejected from the match for violating a rule which requires that all players do not dye or curl their hair, the National Global Times reports. Athletes are not allowed to dye their hair, grow long hair for boys, wear weird hairstyles or wear any accessories, states the role of the Fujian Provisional Department of Education, quoted by the South China Morning Post. Otherwise, they will be disqualified from the competition. The rules from the organisers, the National Youth Campus Football League, Go further. Athletes at all stages shall not have tattoos, dye their hair, wear weird hairstyles, or wear any accessories. Otherwise, they will be ineligible for the competition. I mean, I've tried okay. it all now. They, they weren't allowed to play because their hair wasn't black enough. What? That, that country. 
I don't even know. Like, I saw that article the other day. I think it was Tuesday. It was published by the BBC. And I was like, this has to be some sort of joke. But then I read the story even more and I realised it wasn't a joke. They were being deadly serious. They're not allowed to have dyed hair, weird hairstyles, accessories and tattoos. And their hair was deemed not black enough. I mean, imagine if Carlos... uh, Valderrama, the Colombian goalkeeper. Imagine if he played over there. We can roll out Paul Pogba's move to the Chinese Super League. Then <laughs> Paul Pogba's never going to China. I mean, I've, I, I, I saw that, and I, I was speechless. And then just reading that again is left me completely speechless again. It is ridiculous. Um. Is there any more? Did you see that? Did you have one yourself for this week? I had one, but and then I remembered another one because I genuinely thought it was the one you were going to mention, and that was in Sweden. If that amazing clip of shithousery from Sebastian Larsson's team, which well clearly goes out of play, and they just boost it back down the field to stop the other team from attacking. Sebastian, the ex Sunderland Sebastian Larsson. Yeah, apparently played for the same. I don't know if it was Ike or whatever they're called. I didn't see this one. I've seen this one. This was everywhere at the weekend. No, um, he does play for Ike or AIK in Sweden. Um, but no, I, thought, I didn't see uh, that story at all. Well, I was just, and the one I had in mind came yesterday. If you'd seen the horror clip going around on the Parisian League, where the player's name was Nader Mohamedi. Let's just say he managed to achieve what the poor, I think it was, was it Iran at the World Cup? That poor bloke who tried to yes, do the somersault and shamed himself yes. in front of millions. Yes, I did see this say, clip now, actually, thinking about it. Nader Mohamedi succeeded. And knowing that he scored, <laughs> yeah. And though the rules say the ball's not up from a throw and it can't go in without anyone touching it, I do think the goalkeeper in goal does get his hands to it, and that is why he uh, was allowed to count as a goal. But yes, I do remember seeing that video now, um, a day or two ago, uh, where he does the full on somersault and gets incredible launch on his throw. Um, it's definitely. I mean, the one from an the, interesting from, take on it. The one from the World Cup is iconic. <laughs> like last minute, I thought, screw this. And then don't sit here as someone else, and then and the rails, and the rails are hidden, fucked up. <laughs> mm. You look boring, but it's more embarrassing if you pause and just not do anything. Like, you might as well committed. <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous. You're gonna look stupid fucking commit. Oh, definitely, definitely. Right, it's now uh, time on to the predictions league as we have a horse to Premier League fixtures. But before Brad tells me the six games, we'll give you a quick rundown of what Premier League games to look forward to. So on Friday, uh, which will be tonight if you're listening to it, on Friday, uh, Leeds United play West Ham. At Elland Road on Sky Sports Premier League, kickoff at eight o'clock. Uh, 
Leeds see themselves in 14th, whilst West Ham are in 8th. A victory for the Hammers can see them go level on points with Southampton and just outside the top four, which would be a great start to them. Whilst uh, Winford Leeds will see them go level on points with West Ham. Then Saturday lunchtime uh, kickoff is at the Molyneux on BT Sport 1 as Nuno Espirito Santo welcome Dean Smith's Aston Villa to the stadium. Uh, a win for Villa would see them leapfrog Wolves uh, by a point, whilst a win for Wolves would see them go level on points with Southampton and a point outside the top four. So that's going to be a should be an interesting watch. Um, next up, we have Newcastle versus West Brom, three o'clock from St James's Park again on Sky Sports. Uh, West Brom sitting nineteenth for win would see them jump out of the relegation zone, and a win for Newcastle would see them go level on points with Wolves, Everton, and West Ham. Obviously, if the results go against them teams, then at half past five we have the Manchester derby from the Etihad Stadium. No, sorry, not the Etihad, Old Trafford. Um, as Manchester United play Man City again on Sky Sports, uh, a win for United will see them leapfrog Leicester and Southampton into the top four, whilst a win for City would uh, see them leapfrog United and could potentially go into the top four based on goal difference. Um, from the final game on Saturday, sees. Carlo Ancelotti's Everton welcome Frank Lampard's Chelsea to Goodison Park. Um, Chelsea will be looking to go to the top of the Premier League table for a few hours at least uh, before Sunday's fixtures get underway whilst Everton, a victory for them, could see them jump into fifth place. Sunday's fixtures sees Southampton welcome Sheffield United to St Mary's Stadium at 12 o'clock. Again on Sky Sports, uh, Ralph Hassan Hootel's side obviously uh, can go into the top four with a victory, whilst the Blades will be looking to get their first win of the season. Next up at quarter past two, sees Crystal Palace play Tottenham Hotspur again on Sky Sports Premier League. Uh, Palace victory would see them go to 19 points and could see them uh, on the cusp of the top five, whilst a win for Spurs would obviously put them back to the top of the table if Chelsea win uh, on Saturday. Then Fulham play Liverpool at half past four at Craven Cottage again at Sky Sports. Uh, Liverpool and uh, Liverpool win and Spurs were to lose this weekend. Liverpool would go top whilst Fulham would go level on points with Brighton and Hove Albion. Then after that we have Arsenal playing Burnley at quarter past seven. Um, Arsenal will be looking to get to some winning ways and hopefully uh, the Europa, if they win in the Europa League on Thursday night or last night or tonight for us which is a really weird way of saying it last night for the listeners tonight for us and the other day if you were listening to it and the new yeah, day yes, after Friday um, so yeah a win for them would see them go level on points with Palace uh, obviously if, if results go in their favour whilst a win for Burnley would see them uh, go out of the relegation zone if Fulham win and uh, only four points behind Arsenal, if my maths is correct there. 
And then the final game of the weekend sees Leicester City welcome Brighton and Hove Albion to the King Power Stadium on uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, a win for the Foxes, and obviously other results go their way. They could leapfrog Chelsea and be level on points with Tottenham and Liverpool. Whilst a win for Graham Potter's Brighton would see them and Arsenal lose, could see them a leapfrog Arsenal into 15th. So to give that to Yes, I was trying to get a nice dig to one team over the week. Um, some interesting games, you've got to say, looking at this fixture schedule. I think obviously the standout be obviously the standout one being the Manchester Derby. Um, yeah, it's got some good. Right, yeah. Um, so predictions league. What games are you going for this week? Cool. Right, we start. We. I almost said tomorrow night, but I will say tonight because when this will be released. Leeds West Ham. Uh, I think this is going to be. I think Leeds will win this. Two one. I have one one. Okay. Up next. Now, this is the first three derbies that we have in this list. Mm-hmm. Manchester United, Manchester City. Uh, I'm going to go with Man City to win the 3 1. Well, well, well. <laughs> What, what a turn up the books. This is the Man United fan doesn't back his team. I'm being realistic and I'm wanting to win this predictions league against you. He's being realistic, but he's also forgetting that Man United have the abilities of the comeback and turning up in the big game. Yeah, but Man City have Sergio Aguero coming back from injury. You don't know that he's going to play all the 90 minutes. Well, he won't do because... Bardiola said in his press conference he won't play all 90 minutes. He was have done, done the Bielsa and just named his old fucking team, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. I've stick my neck on the line in these predictions. I am go big or go home. It's going to end two all. You're going for Desmond? I'm going for the Desmond in this game. Wow. Wait, okay. hang on, right? Remind me when this game is. Uh, Saturday London. Uh, oh that's, that's fine. It's not the the dirty sky at four o'clock. No, it's not sky at four o'clock on a Saturday, uh, Sunday that's, evening. That's, 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 that's the curse spot. Yes. Yep. Two. Two. Okay. Uh, game three. We have Leicester City, Brighton, and Albion. I mean, that's. I take it that's not one of the sec- uh, three derbies because they're not rivals. Or in the same city. I mean, they're probably more rivals than Brighton and Palace, so. How? Palace is closer to Brighton than Leicester is to Brighton. Um, regardless, I'm going uh, 3-0 Leicester. You've gone risky and completely ignored how Brighton are playing lately in the, in the goal. Yeah. I say 2-1 Leicester. Okay. Game number four, which I imagine is not from the Premier League. No, we are in wildcard territory. We have Manchester City women and Arsenal women. Ah, um, 
going to be a very good class to watch. Um, that game is available to watch on BT Sport 2, if I remember correctly, um, at 2.30 on Sunday. BT Sport 1, sorry. Um, I'm going to go Arsenal to win 2-1 with the GOAT score. The go- are you saying that the GOAT is back from injury? Oh, yeah, she was, she was last weekend. She only missed the international break. I, I fully expected you to make a big thing of it, not you? No. So you say 2-1, I say 2-0 to Arsenal. So, you don't expect Man City to score? No. Wow. I mean, they have just came back from um, playing the Women's Champions League uh, on Wednesday in Sweden, where they played uh, Gothenburg and they uh, won quite convincingly. I have have five in Arsenal's defence. Yeah. Um, Fourth game. We are now firmly in Derby territory. Second five, lad. I only got a scene, maps. <laughs> I mean, that's just basic counting, considering you did Leeds versus West Ham, Man United, Man City, West Ham, That's four. Shut up. Game five. Travel to Wales, Cardiff City, and Swansea City. Ooh. Hey, Boyle. Cardiff versus Swansea. Um, Cardiff, the home team. Cardiff are the home team, yes, yes. I can restart with this shit accent. It's dreadful. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going with Swansea to win 3-2. Are you, are you mad? What? Fucking Derby? Never happens. Mental. You know, I've only gone 2-0 Swansea. No, I'm expecting goals in that game. Jesus Christ. These aren't exactly free-scoring teams, you know. Swansea have got 19 goals this season. Cardiff have scored 23. Uh, only Bournemouth, uh, Reading and Brentford. And St- oh, no, Blackburn. Okay, Blackburn. Fucking Blackburn have scored 31 goals this season. Jesus Christ, Blackburn. Adam Armstrong, yeah. yeah. Either way, yeah, I'm expecting goals in that game. So that's why I've gone 3-2 to Swansea. And the high-scoring teams don't score in derbies. Uh, what's the sixth? This is sixth and final game. Yeah, I'm <laughs> the number after five and before. This is it. We're, do, we're doing a Gareth Bale. We're going from Wales to Madrid. We're not playing golf in between. You can do if you want. So isn't it Wales, golf, Madrid in that order? I mean, if you're out to play golf in Spain right now, but maybe you can... I mean, I've never it played is. a full round of golf in my life. It is Real versus Atletico. Um, I'm going to go with a Atletico Madrid win. Um, it is at the Real. It is at that little Real Park they're playing in right Give me a second. Alexa, off. Um, sorry, you're gonna have to edit that bit out. I don't know how much of my dad well, you actually edit out a bit where um, Alexa talks in the. <laughs> yes. Um, 
I'm going to go. So we're playing at that little Madrid stadium that isn't the Bernabeu. But it's, is it their training ground one? Oh, before it was the training ground one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with 2 1 Atletico. Bold, but I have a 1 1 draw. Our future. Whatever we're doing it, uh, we'll have a look. Uh, current standings: Brad's on twelve points, whilst I'm in the lead with twenty-three points. Um, before we go, we'll get oh, to the board of first place, thirty-two in the this season's UEFA Women's Champions League. Um, so I'm not going to go through all the games, but some of the big results for the big teams. Um, Glasgow City lost to Sparta Prague uh, 2-1. Lyon won against Juventus 3-2. Wolfsburg beat Spartak Sabatica 5-0. Man City beat Gothenburg 2-1. Chelsea put five past Benfica winning 5-0. Barcelona beat PSV 4-1. Atletico Madrid beat Cervete uh, 1. And then um, there's still some games to be played. Uh, um, currently, Fior- oh sorry, earlier Fiorentina drew with Slavia Prague two two. Uh, PSG are currently two nil up, only the two nil. And Ajax uh, by Munich is currently nil nil. Um, as we said in the pre- uh, predictions, we've got Man City versus Arsenal in the WSL on Sunday. Other games see. Reading play Manchester United at half past 12 on the BBC Red Button and the uh, FA player for, uh, at the Majeski. Then Birmingham City play Everton, Brighton play Chelsea, Bristol play West Ham, Tottenham play Aston Villa. And that is your lot. Um, some good games. Hopefully Aston Villa will continue their uh, win from uh, Wednesday night as they put four past Bristol City. Uh, Tottenham will be continue to look for their surge against this weekend after Rian Skinner's side won last weekend, and it's certainly going to be an interesting one. Um, we've only got this week and next week in the WSL before we have a two-week break um, over the Christmas period. So if you can get to a game in and the fans are allowed to, make sure you can get in and support your team right uh any more for any more brad i got nothing just yeah can't go on twitter right saying jack Grealish looking at bad seats yeah um oh yes that was it the final bit of news i'm not talking about that i'm not talking about third news to end the day on and that is um former italian player part of the 1982 world cup winning squad Paolo Rotti uh, passed away uh, the early hours of this morning, if I remember correctly, or late last night. So our thoughts go out to uh, Rossi and his family. You might forget the 1992 World Cup winning team. Yes. Right, that's all we've got time for on today's uh, OTC podcast preview show. Make sure you give us a like, comment and subscribe. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube and uh, like, 
like and subscribe wherever else you're listening to. We'll be back uh, next week to have a look at our predictions and any other talking points that we have that happens between now and then. And it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from Brad. And we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.